from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I'm seeing a lot of Dolphins fans on social media saying, oh, it looks like tampering is more severe in the NFL's eyes than sexual assault. Yep, seeing that one too. Spare me. I just... You, you you haven't you haven't come up with something revolutionary throwing that out, okay? Well, I mean, one is completely separate from the other, and yes, we're upset about Deshaun Watson, and yes, we're upset about the six-game suspension. I get that, but there are clear rules set in place for ownership for front office members. They were broken, and so. You pay the consequences. Based on the NFL's inconsistency when it comes to punishing players, the consequences that were handed down yesterday were handed down, not because of Sue Robinson, but because of previously what the NFL has done. So you can be angry all you want and say, oh, the Dolphins got screwed here. But the fact of the matter is the owner of your team acted reckless. He acted sloppy. He acted in a very, very, very unintelligent manner, and now he's facing consequences for being flat-out dumb. Okay? Enough. Like It's apples and oranges. It is not the same thing. I don't necessarily feel as if that's their point. Like, Yeah, they're separate from one another, but it helps give perspective. I don't think you had the same energy when we were talking about Calvin Ridley and the $1,500 parlay that he placed like we wanted to compare or at least like I said it it puts everything into perspective like Deshaun Watson he'll lose out on out of 345,000 out of the 1 million that he was supposed to get paid this Mm -hmm. year the Dolphins lose out on what could be you know the best player in Miami Dolphins history in the first round like who knows so like this is more severe than what Deshaun Watson the Browns got handed down for what shooting Tom Brady and Sean Payton text like it gives perspectives into things this whole free Calvin Ridley movement I'm behind it okay that's, that's great, but it doesn't change the fact that the head of an organization cheated and now he's facing it, you're damn right, it consequences. You're right. Like, I, I understand the frustration. I get it, but it's not, a, it's not a fair comparison. It's not a fair comparison based on where they land in the categories of how they are investigated and then ruled on. They're just... They're just not. And if you want to go that route, this is a repeated pattern of bad behavior from a competition standpoint with Stephen Ross. Absolutely. Like, it's not just one off instance, okay? Is it, a, is it a rough look on its face that Deshaun Watson gets six games and Stephen Ross is suspended through October 17th? Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. But also, Stephen Ross is being punished for a repeated pattern of behavior. Okay, a repeated pattern of behavior. He has become a distraction. The same thing in the statement he put out. The same thing in the statement he put out. Sorry, dude. Job's already been done. You are a distraction. Here is Stephen Ross's statement again. After the NFL handed down a punishment, first round pick, gone next year. Third round pick, 2024, gone next year. $1.5 million fine, gone from Stephen Ross's checking account. Stephen Ross, any committees he's on, gone. Stephen Ross can't attend a game until October 17th. Here is the statement from Stephen Ross. 
The independent investigation cleared our organization on any issues related to tanking and all of Brian Flores' other allegations. As I have said all along, these allegations were false, malicious, and defamatory, and this issue is now put to rest. With regards to tampering, I strongly disagree with the conclusions and the punishment. However, I will accept the outcome because the most important thing is that there be no distractions for our team as we begin an exciting and winning season. I will not allow anything to get in the way of that. Sorry, dude. Already a distraction. Let's go win the East, though. Just like Deshaun Watson was a distraction. Just like Brian Flores was a distraction. Just like the continued pursuit of Deshaun Watson was a distraction. You want to know why your quarterback development has been stunted? Because you, you, that front office, and you, a guy who's meddling way too much, Tom Brady, is he coming down here to be quarterback? Mm -hmm. You have kept him with a head on a swivel. You have kept that quarterback looking over his shoulder the entire damn time he's been here. And now it looks like there's proof of it. Whether it be Deshaun Watson, we knew that. But even Tom Brady now in the mix. Right on. At the direction of Stephen Ross. Trying to be sneaky about it. And now he got caught. Now he got caught. And it is not correct saying that this investigation has proven all of the accusations of Brian Flores false. That is, that is unequivocally false in that statement. <laughs> Stephen Ross is not correct. He's not correct. He's upset they put it in there when really what the fine and the punishment was for was for the tampering. So it's more so like, why are they adding it on top? Like, why are they even putting it in here? That's okay. defamatory. It's not defamatory. It's, it's fact. It can't be defamatory if it's fact. It didn't make anything up. I just don't think it went into the decision. So it why didn't go into the decision. So why, 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 you got, why are you guys bringing it because up? Because they investigated it, so they're being thorough with it. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it plays into the whole thing, so I get it as well, but I think that's what he's saying. But, but Stephen Ross, just because you weren't punished for it doesn't mean that it didn't happen, that you wanted to prioritize draft He wanted to prioritize draft picks. He got pushed back on that from the coach after telling everybody in the front office that his priority was the draft picks over wins, losses. The coach got uncomfortable, told him to stop. Stephen Ross stopped. Doesn't mean Stephen Ross is innocent. It means that the team did not tank purposely. But it did mean the intention was there initially from Stephen Ross. Right. Just because it's a bad look on Stephen Ross doesn't mean it's false. So this statement is bull bleep. Joe and Jupiter on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Joe? I feel your pain. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a Dolphins fan, as you know, but if I was, I would absolutely want him to sell the team, you know. And uh, no question about it. I can sort of relate because you know the owner that I've been a part of for 40 years of my life and Jerry Jones. At least you know, he has a track record, Joe. Right. We've been through a lot of bad years, you know, 3, 5, and 11, all kinds of years. He's never cost us a draft pick. He, uh, he's never done anything like this. He, he's not perfect, but it makes you feel a little bit better about Jerry Jones. And, you know, I, it, you know most people can't stand him unless you're a Cowboy some Cowboy fans still can't, but like this is a different level what Stephen Ross has done, in my opinion. It's just stupid. So, yeah, I was, like I don't even think yep. it's not like malicious. It's not a you know especially based on the NFL conversations we've been having over the last thirty right. hours or so. But it's just so stupid. And appreciate the call, Joe. It's all so avoidable. That's what's getting me, Stone, is that it is so dumb. It. And they didn't even get it's, any of the people that they were pursuing. 
And, and I think that's part of the delusion. That's part of the I can do no wrong. I am I am God. Like main character syndrome. Like you think telling your guy to shoot Tom Brady a text, you think you have a chance. Realistically, you have a 1% chance that you land Tom Brady, but you're making your guy send a text, what, to make you feel good, to get off because you know you have a relationship with Tom Brady. I'm still hung up, and I will be for this whole thing, on the social aspect of it. Like, Stephen Ross is a dork. He's a dweeb. He doesn't know how to move in, like, and I keep saying the streets, but, I mean, when I say the streets, I mean, like, the, the, you know, talking to agents and, and doing deals with people. Well, like, he shouldn't be doing any of that He's an stuff. old white guy. He, sh- I mean, he shouldn't be, but some guys do. Like but he Mark, thinks, he thinks Mark, he's the businessman. He I, thinks, I'm going to wheel right. and deal my way to success. You're saying he shouldn't be doing that. Like, I think Mark Cuban single-handedly won, you know, the Dallas Mavericks championships because of the way he was wheeling and dealing and making things happen behind the scenes. Stephen Ross ain't that guy. He can't do that. Now, it, it literally tripped us up. Uh, what's funny here, I want to I want to compare Stephen Ross's statement to Brian Flores' statement. Two particular parts, okay? Here's Stephen Ross. The independent investigation cleared our organization on any issues related to tanking and all of Brian Flores' other allegations. As I've said all along, these allegations were false, malicious, and defamatory. Here's Brian Flores. <laughs> I'm thankful that the NFL's investigator found my factual allegations against Stephen Ross are true. Pause. Which one came first? Uh, Stephen Ross. So Brian Flores is <laughs> reacting to oh, Stephen Ross wow. in the statement. Unbelievable. Uh, also, Brian Flores, at the same time, I'm disappointed to learn that the investigator minimized Mr. Ross's offers and pressure to tank games, especially when I wrote and submitted a letter at the time to Dolphins executives documenting my serious concerns regarding this subject at the time, which the investigator has in her possession. While the investigator found that the Dolphins had engaged in impermissible tampering of unprecedented scope and severity, Mr. Ross will avoid any meaningful consequence. Whew. I mean, Brian Flores is still coming, coming in hot. That's a sound statement, though. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how bad of a look is it? And I, I'm not past the conspiracy theory of the NFL. Like they're going to punish for tampering. But in the world of sports betting with all your sports gambling relationships, and you brought this up, you're the NFL. Not a good look to ever admit that an owner was purposefully or forcefully demanding anything other than playing hard for wins and losses, right? Very true. So it puts pressure. I also feel like the NFL is in no position with very new sports betting partnerships to to come to any conclusion that would be damning in terms of viability of the sport from that perspective. Mm-hmm. So there might be more there. And Brian Flores might be right that they sort of, eh, we're not ready to go to that place yet. But here's the tampering. Bam, bam, bam. First round pick, third round pick. I can see it. I can see it based on how they've done business previously. And that is why I will hang on to that conspiracy theory because the NFL has done nothing to uh, prove otherwise that they aren't a little bit sketchy in that area. That's spectacular stuff on, on your part because that is how to decipher what Flora said right there. And, and, and he's right, but we're also right in the fact of why the NFL wouldn't right. act on that. Right. And it does have to do with a guy dealing with, you know, now it's a billion dollar industry sports gambling is and just almost puts like the uh, an obstacle a roadblock or almost you're gonna have to change prices right you're gonna have to put caps on thing and a lot of sports books don't have to do that right now so it's yeah. like whoa 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 you kind of keep that to yourself right now we don't we don't want to get into that but this brings us back to Deshaun Watson and I'm about to go to bat for Sue Robinson who has become the scapegoat for everybody angry over the six game suspension handed to Deshaun Watson 
If you read her explanation for the punishment yesterday, it is all laid out pretty clearly in a lot of legalese, a lot of big terms, but here it is in a nutshell, okay? Here's Cliff's no- Cliff Notes of Sue Robinson's explanation for her ruling. Little spark notes for the 25 yep. and under crowd. The NFL, oh, well done. The NFL was so inconsistent with its punishment for its players when it came to the issue of sexual assault, they are in no position to just haphazardly create a new precedent. So what I am doing is handing down for this particular situation the most stringent punishment that has ever been given for this particular incident in the hopes of beginning a new and consistent precedent in the NFL. That's the spark notes, the cliff notes version of Sue Robinson. Because Jameis Winston, you remember when he was suspended for three games Mm -hmm. after the unauthorized contact, the sexual assault, quote-unquote, of the Uber driver, the NFL, through bargaining with the NFLPA, said, ah, three games. Uh, With Ben Roethlisberger, he got four games, right? Four games for the alleged sexual assault? I don't remember. Let's look it up real quick, because I don't want to be wrong on this. I just want to make sure we're correct with this. Because Ben Roethlisberger, with the one incident, right? It was one singular incident at a bar where he was alleged. Yeah, it was four games. Four games, Yep. right? Ray Rice, two. Ben Roethlisberger, four. Deshaun Watson, six. Cal- yeah. Yep. Okay. So what I'm saying is that when it comes to sexual assault, and this was by the legal definition whether you agree with it or not, and I don't, but by the definition, this is non-violent sexual assault. That's odd because in Webster's, it is totally everything that he did. Right, but Webster's and a, a legal <laughs> and legal definition are two yeah, different okay. things, right? Um, but she did hand down the most significant punishment for a non-violent sexual assault in NFL history. You might not like it, but the reason we're in this place is because Roger Goodell, who started his commissionership as the iron-fisted commissioner, the law and order commissioner, we're going to bring order back to the sport, integrity back to the sport, he just started handing out punishments based on whims. That's why we're here. It's because nothing that Roger Goodell did from a punishment standpoint, whether it was for smoking weed, whether it was for sexual assault, whether it was for an assault, whether it was improper behavior off the field in any capacity, none of the punishments that he handed out were ever based on precedent. It basically was how he felt at the time and what the owners wanted him to do. So want to know why we're at a spot where Sue Robinson is handing out that punishment, six games, and it feels like it's sort of a drop in a bucket? It's because the NFL wanted to take an inch or get an inch and then take an entire mile by saying, oh, it's just, here's evidence of four accusers. We talked to four accusers of 25 or 30. Mm-hmm. And they just came with four and said, hey, use that. Maybe we can extrapolate a little bit, huh? And Sue Robinson said, no, you gave me evidence of four cases. I find that Deshaun Watson has violated 
the personal conduct policy, I'm going to rule on these four cases, and we're going to move ahead with that. So here's the most significant punishment, six games, based off the four cases, the evidence I got. Sue Robinson's job is not to sit there and read the New York Times and read about the 30 accusations. Her job is to rule on what the NFL gave her. And the NFL half-assed it trying to rush into a decision. That's not Sue Robinson's fault. That's Roger Goodell and the NFL's fault. So if you're mad at anybody, if you think anybody comes out looking worse than anyone in this spot, it's Roger Goodell. And it's the folks at the NFL. They, they dropped the ball on this. Not Sue Robinson. She's not the person to, to, to bag on. Not at all. It's the NFL. It's Roger Goodell. Because Roger Goodell set the scene for inconsistencies and why we needed an independent arbiter in the last CBA. Because he just, he would throw grass into the air. And if it came up <laughs> with a design of a number, he would take that number and start throwing out that punishment. It's because he gave leeway to previous sexual assaults. Jameis Winston, three. Ben Roethlisberger, four. And then, when it came time to really make an impact, where you wanted a year, what did you come with to Sue Robinson? With allegations that have been around for eight months at this point? Four accusers. You spoke to four accusers of almost 30. That's not on Sue Robinson, who did her job. That's on the NFL, who didn't do theirs. That's what it comes down to yesterday. So if you're upset at anybody and you think society's failed you, Sue Robinson's not the reason for that. That's Roger Goodell in the NFL. Who looks the worst after yesterday's six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson? Who looks the worst after yesterday's six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson? I say Goodell. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Who looks the worst after yesterday's six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson? 888-760-3776. When we return, finally someone with some brains jumps on the show. Steve Politino, the president of Good Karma Brands. He imparts his wisdom on us every single week here on Ken LaVica Live. And he comes up next. He takes your questions. That's Stone the Benowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Buddy Mark Hockman down at 560 QAM. He tweeted the following. Pro sports teams have put more importance on draft position than winning for years. It's why the NBA implemented a draft lottery. We're really not going to pretend to be outraged by an organization having a long-term view rather than a short-term view, are we? That's not what is at the forefront of this conversation. It's not that the Dolphins didn't have a draft long-term view. You can, as the owner, tell everybody in your front office what your priority is. Yeah, that, you're right. At that point, it could be anything. You can't be Doesn't telling, have to be draft picks You here. can't be telling your head coach, hey, uh, just so you know, in, in 2019, our priority is 2020 draft position, okay? Uh, over wins and losses. Draft position, that's what that's what we're going for. Good thumbs up. Hey, uh, Tom Garfinkel, that's, uh, that's good, right? Hey, uh, other people in the front office, that's good, right? Because To your point, he's doing that with, you know, Tua, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby. Like, he's just trying to stint his growth. You don't think that stuff's going to get around? You think that stuff's not going to get around? It's not going to be like a game of telephone in the Dolphins' facility? My problem with Stephen Ross is not that he performed what he performed. 
Not that he tried to skirt the rules. That's not my issue. It's that he's so clunky and so incompetent at it and got himself caught and not only got the targets that he was trying to grab, he also cost his team a first-round pick, okay? That's what I'm angry about. But it's been a constant pattern of behavior for Stephen Ross to make the Dolphins look bad, and now it cost him a first-round pick. You know this, Stone. Up to this point, I've done nothing but support Stephen Ross, but I'm done with it. No, and, and I'm it, done with it. it. It adds up. So I was surprised to see how outraged you were, but everything, all the dots have connected. Well, I, I do want to. I do want to talk business, and no better person to talk business with than the president of Good Karma Brands. It's time now to bring some brains on the show. It's Ask Steve's. Paulette Cedar is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's on Ken LaVica Live. You've got mail. Steve Palatinari brings wisdom to the show every week here on Ken Levick Alive. We open it up for questions. Tweet at us, at KLV1063 for Steve Palatinari. Steve, I just want to start with this. Just right off the bat, what do you believe, what characteristics have made you a good businessman over the years? Hi, guys. Um... I don't know. That's that's an you know, awkward question. But what's worked like, for you? What's what is good for about you? myself? Why don't you? You've worked with me for a long, long Ooh, time. Yeah. True, true. Okay, you tell me. So I think it's it's work ethic. I think it is for you having an open mind, and I swear I'm not I'm not trying to to, to beg for a raise here. Okay, <laughs> um, I think it's trustworthiness. Uh, there has never been an instance where I did not know where you stood with me. I think that it is the ability to look ahead, and it is the ability to uh, never rule anything out. Every possibility is on the table. Those are the things that stand out to me about you, and you're very personable. You feel like you're family when you're around Steve Polizzino. It's not a side-eye or you're too busy for anybody. You are genuine, okay? So those are the things that I think have made you successful. This is what's bothering me with Stephen Ross, okay? And I know that you're just catching up on this. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Stephen Ross... Uh, his behavior is tampering, reaching out yeah, to Tom. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I know, but it just broke, so tons of people may not know. Right, so, right. Uh, the, for everyone's benefit. First-round pick, we've been talking about it all show, first-round pick, uh, 2023, third-round pick, 2024, because of tampering with Tom Brady through 2019 into 2020 and 2021 with Sean October. Payton uh, and the Saints. And there was some legitimacy brought to the uh, – forefront of the concerns Brian Flores had laid out about potential, uh, hey, we're looking for draft position over wins and losses, though Ross wasn't punished for that. What's bothering me is not the competitiveness of Stephen Ross. What's bothering me is that so clunky and so incompetent, and especially coming off the Harbaugh Sperano fiasco of seven years ago where he had to sit there and say, hey, I screwed up. That was really embarrassing. He can't help himself but get involved in this football mix that he said he was stepping away from, and I think he needs to sell. I'm frustrated, and that's what I'm curious about you, though. A successful businessman, they don't do things like Stephen Ross is accused of doing. Well, look, first of all, Stephen Ross is also a very, very successful businessman, far more successful you know, not in football. than I am. So let's just not, you know, let's, but, but some, right, something got helped get him there to, on that side. Now, as far as football goes, though, 
Um, I've always thought from the very beginning, from Stephen Ross's first press conference, is that he was not like impressive as an owner, and that he was it was bumble- he was sort of bumbling. He's always been bumbling mm-hmm. to me, sort of like I'm somewhat involved, I'm not involved. The coach, you know, the, the airplane thing. This is to me. There's no surprise here, and I think he got off really, really easy. That's it to me. Like no surprise on what they uh, on what they uncovered. Um, and notice it wasn't even football execs, which again is like always the biggest mistake an owner can do. It's not having structure. It's okay, okay, we you do all this, we have this structure, you know, um, but I'm sometimes just going to step in and like you know do what I want. They have the right. But it doesn't mean that it's right. They always have the right, but it's not. It doesn't mean that it's the the the, the right to utilize it. And you see, it's him and limited partners. Why are they the ones right doing the you know the They're, talking? It, got, it's, yes, it's con- yeah, yeah, and it's con- and it's confusing. And then you know, I feel Flores' frustration. You know, he didn't think he was hired to be Ted Lasso. <laughs> you know, he brought, it, brought in to actually you know win. And I saw his statement and. I see he's obviously very, very, you know, frustrated because he feels he had literally documented evidence. And there is at least enough there, though, to leave it that, yeah, there were some conversations. Um, you know, I know this is it'll take a couple of days for everyone to get their hands around what the NFL ruled. But they basically said, yeah, there were conversations about him saying stuff to um, to Flores Look, you know, along the lines of what Flores mm-hmm. said, but there's no real clarification on exactly what was said and were the words misinterpreted, you know, and along those and along those lines. Um, but like when you think about penalties, okay, so what? The owner can't be around till September 17th. What's that mean? Right, exactly. I mean, it's like it's like Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder's not even supposed to be. Well, we know Dan Snyder's been hiding in this, you know, Mediterranean yacht. Sea all summer. Yeah. But aside from that. He wasn't even supposed to be anywhere around the team, but his wife is right. in charge. <laughs> the right. team. I don't it's think all empty. It's they, all yeah. empty. So, you know, it's optics. It's all, it, it's all optics. And um, it, I, I see no reason as a result of this. I know, Ken, you're passionate about the Dolphins. You covered the Dolphins. I see no reason as a result of this that Stephen Ross will be in any way, shape, or form forced to sell the team. And, in fact, this is basically a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I, I listen. I understand that, and I, it's a big undertaking. He's been a, he's a detriment now, though. They have lost a first round pick because of him. Not even Jerry Jones has done that in his ownership. Roger Goodell called it the most egregious attempt at tampering that he's ever seen as a commissioner in the NFL. Like that's I, I don't know. That's saying something, but it's 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 frustration. I do want to ask you this, Steve Politino or Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick alive. Who looks the worst? after yesterday's six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson, now that you've sat on it for a full 24 hours, who comes out of this at this point looking the worst? NFL fans that thought it would be anything more. That's it. So that is a very savvy, savvy answer. Interesting. Explain if you could. Impressive. Like, like, yeah, there's, there's the litmus test. There's the, like, oh, God, 22, 23, however many the, you know, the allegations were. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, like, in a regular workplace, the person's probably gone. But it's the NFL. Look what has happened over the years. Look at the, look at the transgressions, you know, that have happened. There's the precedent has been, you have so many years it's going to catch, 
it's going to take to get caught up to where the rest of the world is right now that to think anything different would have happened to me is like, like it was spot on. It's what anyone in the know predicted. Yeah. I mean, six, I'm six, not saying it's right. I'm not playing judge or jury, but you know, again, everything is always about what is the precedent? What is the right. history? What is the, right. what are similar, what are peer group transgressions? We were talking. It isn't just, this is the first guy that did something wrong. Right. You know, the only way that's going to change is if society continues to put pressure. If groups, lobbying organizations, protests, um, you know, um, uh, th- those sorts of things that we've seen make so much change in society over the last few years continue to galvanize and do it in a positive way. I mean, I just think you said the word precedent. And based on precedent, Sue Robinson did her job. It is for this type of uh, violation of the personal conduct policy, which the NFL, they had numerous examples to go by. They picked four accusers, just four of the almost 30 to bring evidence forward. And she's not ruling on 30 in that spot. She's ruling on four. And she did give the most severe suspension that's ever been given to a player off of that. So if we want to talk precedent, seems like she she did her job. We're on the same page with it. We we knew the day he got what did he get guaranteed? Two thirty. Two thirty two. Yeah. The day he got two thirty, we knew that this was uh, this was going to be as mo- as much as it was going to get. The Browns weren't giving him two thirty <laughs> and betting on the comp. They were. They knew what it was going to be. Uh, I, I, I love the point that you brought up that everybody in the know knew that it wasn't going to be any higher than six to eight games. And to that point. A month and a half ago, the reports were six to eight games. Like, we didn't hear anything more. It doesn't feel good, Don't, but it doesn't I, mean it's I, I can tell you for a fact that the day he was traded, I can tell you for a fact, the day he was traded, teams by then were generally made aware of what you can expect if you were, if you were to trade for him. <laughs> like, the deal's not happening if they didn't have at least right. an inkling of I love idea. that. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, and, and uh, let's get to questions here because, again, Steve is all-knowing. He knows a little bit about an awful lot. He's a wise businessman. He also is a great family man. He is a consummate leader. Uh, I do want to give you a, a business question here. This is from Bobo in Vero, Steve, okay? Uh, he asks, you're a successful man who's made wise business decisions. That's weird. He's, he literally wrote that. What is the most you've paid for sneakers with this being Yeezy Day? Hmm. Um, sneakers have always fallen into the same category that technology falls into me. Okay. I don't Uh-oh. need to be the first. I don't need to be the first. Uh, so, I don't know, 150 bucks probably, you know, if, uh, on a, for some really, like, cool pair after I saw for a while that it was, like, out that they weren't going to fall apart, like, that people were using them you know, however they were intended. I'm never the, like, race to the store because I need the sneakers guy. Yeah. Um, are you wearing Nike right now? Are you into the new balance at your age? Like, where are we, where are we sitting right now? <laughs> yeah, so um, I wear, I'm actually physically wearing Nikes right now. All right. Um, I'm wearing, um, to work out, I wear Ons. Oh, um, you know, very nice. All right. Now, here's the thing, though. Ons, well, you know, um, and, and I know, Ken, you're a huge, huge, huge runner. We see your disgusting posts of you sweating over the weekend, include, including you with your kids after. I hope you took a shower. I did. In between, did. but from your past. I mean, I look showering. pretty ripped. I look I'm pretty, pretty ripped, sure though. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They're too um, thin. But, but, but um, I thought ons were kind of cool, 
and by the way, I'm 47, so like I'm cool, like in my world. And then my nephew said to me, "Oh, you got the dad sneakers. All the dads wear those sneakers." Now, now, and now, um, that's not even it was true. Kind of like a couple of weeks ago, how I talked about yeah. like rolling up my sleeves. How the girl, how the how the uh, woman that was helping me at the store said, "Oh, my dad does that." So I guess that's where I'm at. Steve, your, your nephew's wrong. The on the the on clouds right now are are, are great for the the under twenty five club yeah. and and the the girls especially. I think they're, they're aesthetically pleasing. They, that's oh, wrong. you're saying like for the first time, younger people are following older people's trends. Yes, last week, absolutely. Last week, I told a, a different nephew that I was on Be Real because he's like, oh, I just got a Be Real post, mm-hmm. and I was with him. I go, oh, I'm on Be Real, and I saw the look of, like, frown, disgust, and, like, ugh, I guess Be Real's over, which hey. is, you know, one of the, the hot social media that all the uh, youngsters are using. For sure. Yeah, you guys, the old crowd put us on the Hey Dudes, the dude shoes that everyone's wearing. They're kind of like the Sanooks or the, you know, Slipper Sperrys. We wear those now, yep. just like we wear the On Clouds. Because, so your nephew's dead wrong there. I gotcha. Great. I feel better. I have no idea. You might as well just been speaking Mandarin. I have no idea what just happened. Uh, one final. You don't one. know what on clouds are? No, Kenny. Are you they're, serious? They're running shoes. They're not. They're look the best. Right, the best running shoes are what Brooks or Saucony or you know a couple of those um, real like runnery uh, brands. I use, I use what you, Nikes. Oh no! Sure, great. Um, yeah, you got to get up on the on clouds, Ken. And okay. I think they probably are about one hundred fifty bucks. Okay. Definitely uh, are. My, when I was a kid, I was not allowed to buy sneakers over $100. And I actually, other than running shoes, not sure I've spent more than $100 on a shoe. My I'm parents. always about the look. I'm always about the look. Sometimes I'll grab a sneaker, I'll turn it upside down, be like, $67. This is, I want that one more than I want the $120 <laughs> sneaker. Never mattered. The price was never going to define what I wanted to get. Oh, uh, you know what, Steve? I am looking. I've seen the on clouds. I just didn't know that that's what they, they were. But I've definitely. I know. It's weird it. because it looks like, like a Q and a C. And how is that on cloud? Yeah, right. I have no idea. It's Swiss. <laughs> uh, well, that explains it. Um, one more here uh, for Steve Policy and our ass Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. Joe and Del Rey. Uh, Steve, don't know if you heard, former Star Trek star Nichelle Nichols passed away this weekend. It's a, my unpopular opinion that Star Trek actually sucks. What are your thoughts? Never even watched it enough to find out if it sucked. Okay. Um, I know people are passionate about it, so I'm not here to, you know, disparage them. Trekkies, I, 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 some of my friends are. I just never got it. I never got into it. Like, I just didn't get it. Um, but look, it, the thing lasted. It had like 10 different versions. I know. And, I know. Um, so I just, yeah, never got it. Could never, never get what it was all about. I can't tell you I ever watched an episode. Uh, What I'll say is that you're not missing anything, and there is a chip on shoulder with Star Trek fans because of Star Wars, and uh, I I think Star Trek sucks. So uh, you're you're better off. Don't don't seek it out. I'll just I Star Trek. Maybe maybe I know it's a little revisionist because the thing started in the '60s, but uh, maybe they should have gone with a different word than Star. Oh no, but they were out before Star Wars, so I guess they just got railroaded by Star Wars. They did. They did. Tough, tough break, <laughs> but I think they all did pretty. I think they, all, I think they all did pretty well. Tough break for Star Trek. Uh, Steve, excellent work as always. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll do this next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, that is Ask Steve, Steve Politino, the president of Good Karma Brands here on ESPN 106.3. Uh oh, the hate is already coming in. Ed Killer tweets, dude. Ken, Star Trek kicked ass. 
you missed it. Uh-oh. I didn't realize that I was uh, already poking at the beehive here with Star Trek. Uh, we'll return. We'll wrap this baby up. He's uh, Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, if you're going anywhere this weekend, brightline it, okay? Brightline it. Why would you drive? It makes no sense to drive. There's no reason to drive. It's a terrible decision to drive. Do you like like seeing brake lights in front of you? Do you have an affinity for the color red? Do you like starting and stopping? Unless you like those things, and I've never met another human being that thinks like, ah, gridlock thumbs up that's all it is going to miami especially so use the bright line it's the yellow train it goes fast it's stress-free you kick your feet up let me tell you about a ken levicka experience with bright line okay i go into marlin's game go to the west palm station there's stations in fort lauderdale miami as well park the uh park the car there say hey you beep, take beep. The, you take the night off exactly beep. love you car I tell my car I love it. Shout out Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach. But I get in. There's the premium, the premium lounge because I've got myself some premium seats. Can, can on I Brightline. can I start being the waiter, the waiter on uh, on these uh, in, the, in the role play? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I walk up to the gate, and and I walk in. Good day, Mr. Lavica. Hello, foreign uh, host of the premium section. Before you take a seat, would you like a drink? Uh, yes, yes, God. Do you have Pinot Noir? That I do, in my hand. I would love some. Ah, why, thank you, Pierre. <laughs> so I get on the train. I get on the train after a little snack, little Pinot. Guess what I have again? Another Pinot. And I kick my feet up, go to Miami Central Station, get in the ride chair, go to Lone Depot Park, watch the Marlins, get on the ride chair, the home runner train, get back on the Brightline train, head back to West Palm. Night done. It's, as, it's that easy. All you have to do is go Brightline.com, free Brightline app, get your passes, and do something for you. Do something for you at some point. Stress-free, care-free, Brightline. Go Brightline.com. All right, so let's run down the breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire here in the final couple of moments. In case you're just joining us, Stephen Ross has been suspended until October 17th. This is not a BS story. This is actually real. I thought I was being BSed. Stephen Ross, suspended (laughs) until October 17th, fined a million and a half dollars, and the Dolphins lose a first-round pick and a third-round pick. The first-round pick next year, third-round pick 2024 for tampering with Tom Brady and Sean Payton. Also, Juan Soto is now a San Diego Padres. Love Major it. League Baseball's trade deadline. Juan Soto. Our Dominican Prince. Uh-huh. Uh, he did win Jeanette Money during the Home Run <laughs> Derby. Uh, but Juan Soto, who draws one of the biggest hauls trade-wise in Major League Baseball history, he heads from Washington to the San Diego Padres. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Jeanette will be in. He's Stone. I'm Ken. Have a great rest of your day. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3.